0: lost it Ezra Manns picked it up and he scoots for the line they've just got him Tyrone Roberts away for coach they've scored another one well,
1: they absolutely nailed the execution there Tyrone Roberts
2: Welcome back to the Brisbane
0: Broncos podcast. Uh, no footy for us this week, producer Shad. Yeah, Broncos get the week off, like the uh, entire competition. Actually, good for the Broncos if you think about it, because the bye was only uh, two weeks ago as well. So it's, yeah, and, and a few guys that have uh, got injuries at the
2: Brisbane Broncos at the moment, and uh, Adam Reynolds, yeah. uh, he'll uh, he'll enjoy the week off.
0: Yeah, hopefully he's resting up uh, those ribs. Except uh, our big boys won't enjoy the week off because we've got a few guys that are in uh, Origin camp for the Maroons. Yes,
2: we do. We do, big um, Thomas Flegler and uh, Corey Oates on that extended list. Look at that. Uh, Payne Huss, the New South Wales squad.
0: What happens? Your experience in Origin? I don't think you were ever on an extended list. You went straight into the big boys, didn't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. I went, I went straight into the big boys. But yeah,
0: what Th- happens when you're on the ex- on the extended well, list?
2: Thomas and and Corey have to be very very careful because okay. uh, there's some great buffets when it comes to <laughs> Origin camp. Right. Uh, one of my best and favourite nights in Origin camp was lamb chop night. Okay, uh, and I do have to thank all the uh, baby lambs out there for um, <laughs> sacrificing their lives to feed the state of origin team. You know, I was, uh, I was. I was the buffet king.
0: Did you come back? Came back a bit, you know, more muscle after an Origin. Campaign? I I came back more of a well-rounded <laughs> athlete. Yeah, some good. would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the reason the weekend is off, if you've been living under a rock, is it's going to be uh, a new thing for the NRL. Is rep round. Rep round. So we kick off with uh, the NRLW State of Origin in Canberra. Well, even rewind Thursday night. Uh, Yeah, we've got the NRLW State of Origin uh, on the Friday night. Then Saturday is all Pacifica. Yes. uh, Championship. So we've got New Zealand playing Tonga. Which will be a massive game. Yeah, that'll be great. That's over in New Zealand. Still unsure whether Stags will play for Tonga because obviously the State of Origin throws a bit of a spanner in the works for a lot of these rep players. Because they have to choose an allegiance on the same weekend of the game, which I think is chaotic. But will he be going across to play for Tonga? I'm not quite sure if he's going to be doing that.
2: I don't know. We should have actually um, asked him before we did this
0: podcast. Yeah, but he's hard to get a hold of, mate. He is. He's worse than me. Yeah, very much so. He's worse than me. Very much so. But um, that'll be over in New Zealand, which is an exciting game. And then you will actually be... Watching the double header in Campbelltown.
2: I will be on the sideline, mm. um, working. I will f- be freezing out in Campbelltown. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure I pack my uh, my possum socks. Yeah, keep my feet warm. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're right. Um, Do you have like Uggie versions of your budgie smugg- smugglers? Oh, Uggy smugglers. Uggy smugglers. Trademark. That's patent pending. <laughs> that is a great idea that we've just had. <laughs> I don't. I think
2: that, I don't know if they'd be comfortable. You need
0: to wash them every time. Yeah, you would.
2: <laughs> And you'd have to make sure, maybe just the, um, just the wool at the front. Yeah, on the front. Yeah, you don't want it to wrap around the back.
0: Ugly <laughs> smugglers.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, that is a great little combination there. Anyway, um, so we don't have a game to talk about this weekend. We can touch on uh, the weekend's game against the Storm. Obviously, suffered a loss, but bloody a walking wounded the Broncos that weekend. Great effort though. At one point, really. Challenging Melbourne Storm to even have Belichick come out in the press conference afterwards and say These, this this Broncos side belongs in the top four where yes, they are like, very
2: much so and and that's that's a praise and a half coming mm. from a, a coach like him who's been top four for most of his career yeah um, just the one little whoopsie um, but <laughs> we won't go there we'll leave that in the past um, but it was a great game it was, it was good to watch we were right in that game I, I think. I look back to the Penrith Panthers game, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, there was a try scored just before halftime. Sorensen, I think, uh, made a break and scored a try, and that broke our back. Uh, and we really struggled in that second half to get uh, get things back on track. Jerome Hughes scored just before halftime yeah, in the in corner, this game. Uh, and that kind of same thing. It was it was super deflating because we were on top for majority of that first half, and to go in to halftime up against Melbourne Storm, such a great confidence booster, but. We did come out in the second half, and, and we did have a little bit of a crack, but um, we are in a lot better place uh, than we were when we played the, the Panthers. And uh, it was there's some definitely great signs there, and and things to work on, I think, um, which we would have learnt from that game.
0: What happens in the sheds when that kind of that that last minute try gets put up against you? Like it was quite literally in the last like few seconds. Yeah, it, it it's what, more. What happens when you guys get in there? Who who kind of? Is it Kevy that immediately addresses that to the guys, or is there like is there a player group that just kind of goes, all right, guys? Like what 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 mentality? What conversations? Happen? That would have
2: been addressed on the field straight away, right? And um, there would have been a lot of disappointment out in the field too. Um, I think it was. Lapse in defence for like one, one little second, you stop in defence mm. and that's what the Melbourne Storm do. They they compete on every play and if we uh, want to beat the best, we got to continue to uh, challenge the best teams mm. and, and learn from them as well. So that's where we need to get as a team, as the Brisbane Broncos and I think we're on that path. So it was really good to see but no, uh, Kevi would have said something about it mm-hmm. at halftime and said that, you know, we don't want that to hurt us. We got to go back, refocus, yeah. go back to our game plan. Uh, I think we had a real good game plan against the, the storm, and um, you know it was it, it was um, it was great to sit back on the couch and watch it.
0: I noticed um, as well when when it was halftime, you could see in the sheds that Renault was in there. Leading a lot of the chat, yeah, which was really cool. Like, I think I, that's why you signed him. I think that's why we paid him so much because yeah, yeah, he, he's, exactly. he's a captain <laughs> and coach. Yeah, 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 we're
2: going back old school, yeah, uh, old school country rugby league. You have the captain coach out there <laughs> on the field, but uh, he's not playing at the moment. But He seemed to be walking fine, just saying, Renault. Yeah, so
0: he's um, <laughs> now let's um, look at the weekend of footy. Uh, we've got a guest coming up. In a moment that is great. He's back on the podcast. He's back. Uh, our uh, repeat guest, it is uh, Wally Lewis, the king. Oh my God, he's back again. He's going to be talking to us about, actually talking about how origin, the beginnings of origin for Queensland, the the fuel to the fire. Yeah. We need to start a series,
2: I think, story time.
0: With oh, I'd love story unc- time with Uncle, Uncle Wally. Uncle Wally. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. Um, but he, got it's great chat actually, uh, a lot about when it first started and also his three favorite moments. Yeah of State of Origin. Um, the Maroons side going over to to Perth to take on the Blues to try and seal this Origin series. Seal we got deal. pumped there last seal time. Seal
2: the deal. Yeah, we're, we're, again,
0: we'll leave that in the past. I've, you know, I've forgotten about that. What are your feelings about this this uh, team? Because obviously if you're listening to the media hype, it really reeks of New South Wales trying to claim this underdog status even though they're favourites for the game by being like, oh, it's panic stations. They've made a lot of crazy decisions. It's essentially half the Penrith side. Taking us on, there's seven Penrith players. Yeah, it's Penrith Panthers versus the (laughs) Queensland
2: Maroons. Uh, And actually, if you look across the whole uh, weekend of rugby league, I think every player (laughs) from Penrith Panthers is playing in some type of uh, representative team. Absolutely, Uh, which which shows how good Penrith are going. But um, no, I don't think it's panic stations from New South Wales. I think this is the right calls. the best team they can pick. I even pushed Appy Corrissell for the first game to start in that number nine position. Again, you've got to look at combinations when it comes to um, state of origin football. This being only a seven-day preparation for this game. You yeah, need your combinations there, so Abukorosal starting in nine, it works really well with with Luai and Cleary uh, in the halves.
0: Well, let's stop saying nice things about them. Um, we've got, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've Jeez. got a great side. We've got um great morale in camp at the moment because Gary's there, um yes. obviously helping everyone get motivated. He will be. Uh, the chat will be great by Gary. I, I loved that there was calls for him to take that that wing position. People yeah. were still like he could still take it. And I'm like it's all on the back of this podcast flying the flag. Yeah. Uh, Um, for Gary. Well,
2: (laughs) we need to get him in that Queensland team, get him in that World Cup team at the end of the year.
0: Hey, let's
2: get him a new contract at the Brisbane Broncos Yeah,
0: you know what? I think for him to play in the World Cup, we might need to see if he has any heritage for another nation. Yeah. Maybe see if he's got Cook Islander in him or something. We've got to find something. I think he's (laughs) Tongan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Bring him over. (laughs) All right, let's get into your chat with the King Wally Lewis about his greatest moments in State of Origin. Hell, King
2: Wally. Wally, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, no need for ten in the bin. We've done that in, in the past. I think you're pretty warmed up and ready to go for for this podcast anyway. So well, I just wanted to jump in and uh, talk to you about uh, Queensland state of origin. Um, and I say Queensland state of origin because I don't care about the other team, to be honest. Uh, and you are iconically uh, one of the one of the people that I think about when it comes to State of Origin football, I, can, uh, I think about uh, Arthur Beetson, I, I think about yourself, uh, and I think about uh, Alfie Langer. Um, first and foremost, the statue out front of uh, the stadium at Old Lang Park, Suncorp Stadium. Mm. Um, you know, I think about Arthur running out for the first time. Yeah. Uh, And then I also think about uh, Alfie's comeback is something that I remember as a young kid playing out at ANZ Stadium, Uh, Alfie coming back from England and scoring that try. So um, for you, growing up uh, and and playing rugby league here in Queensland, uh, when this whole state of origin concept kicked off, half of the New South Wales team used to be Queenslanders.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they were. We'd been squealing for years, uh, Queenslanders, give us our players back and more will We were sick to death of, of getting thrashed every year. And um, I think it, it reached uh, the peak, um, the pain level reached its peak. Um, one year when I can remember they, they used to pick the New South Wales team on a Sunday night after their club games. Yeah. They'd catch a plane up uh, on Monday morning, play the game Tuesday night, uh, and then fly home, but there'd be seven, eight, nine blokes would pull out on the Monday morning. Say, ah, oh, got a got a crook knee or the shoulder's not real good, um, and then um, they'd. Uh pick another player uh for that position in the new south wales team and suddenly every one of those players would pay for their club sides the next week yeah. such was the disrespect for queensland um they couldn't th- even bothered
2: to come up here couldn't and play, be bothered no,
1: yeah. they couldn't give a rats and um uh, a lot of them used to make jokes about it um you know how many guys would pull out and you know oh, i had to bung on this one and oh you know oh you know i told them i had the crook leg and the doc said hang on a minute you- Five minutes ago, told me it was your left knee. Now you're saying yeah. it's your right <laughs> knee. Oh well, well, they're both sore, and uh, they'd roll their eyes. But um, when it got going, um, and the the call was there from the public in Queensland: give us our players back, give yeah. us the Queenslanders, and we'll beat you. And it used to be ridiculed every time it was brought up, um, but uh, it sort of had reached a level where. The people that were in charge of the uh, uh, the televising the game were saying, "Well, no one's bothering to watch it anymore." Yep. Um, you know, it's it's a one-sided affair and it's a pretty ordinary game. Um, thankfully, the call was made and the uh, the Australian Rugby League um, they were the ones in charge of it in those days. They uh, they made the decision and Ken Arthurson um, was uh, was one of the founders with John Quayle, uh, who was his two IC, uh, and they uh, met with the Queensland and Australian rugby league officials and then made the decision to go ahead with it and it was the best decision ever made. It definitely was the best decision ever made.
2: So someone iconically Queensland for me is Arthur Beetson, mm. but he donned the
1: New South Wales jersey. Yeah, yeah, we'd seen him come up and um, people used to go along to uh, to Lang Park and say, well, have a look at this New South Wales front row. Yeah. you got Arthur Beetson, Johnny Lang's in there and... Um, and he was sort of at the uh, uh, toward in the twilight years of his career. Yeah, uh, Rod Morris, uh, he's in there. And then he got Rod Ready. Uh, he's playing there Rocket, as Rod well. Eddie, yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you know this uh, this doesn't uh, doesn't look right. Um, you know they're they're all Queenslanders and and they're the ones beating us up here. So uh, the call went ahead that um, we've uh, you give us our players back and we will beat you.
2: Yeah, we finally get our players back and. We pants them, pretty much. Mm. We, we turn the tide uh, and we start this... Uh, the hatred was there to start off with, mm. but it even became more of a hatred when we started beating them yeah. and beating them pretty good too. Yeah.
1: Sam, I remember one of the um, the, the best photos uh, that sort of tell, tells the story about State of Origin came in that first game. Um, our very first training session, Arthur Beetson's running along and there's eight or nine blokes. Most of us, uh, most of them were us young blokes yeah. uh, that were thrilled to be uh, alongside him, all the all the young kids. Uh, and then you could sort of see there was Rod Morris and Johnny Lang standing a little bit back and they had a, a couple of guys around him. We were thrilled uh, to be uh, to be playing alongside him. It was a learning curve, every training session that we took part in. Um, and you can just sort of, you know, we were... Um, listening to the coach John McDonald and with all due respect to cracker um, <clears throat> he was the man in charge but whatever Arthur Beetson said everybody jumped at uh, uh, and it, it was it was something quite remarkable Um you know, he uh, he used to say things, and um, the guys would sort of sprint in to hear it, and then sprint away, and they'd go and put that play into effect. And um, while Cracker may have had a, a fairly good game plan that night, when we got out there, Arthur was just sort of saying, "Do this, do this," and and we made sure that we did everything that he asked from us. And um, I'm, I'm, I've still never ever seen more respect for one player uh, in a football team in my life, and uh, uh, he was phenomenally. Uh, responsible for um, for the success that Queensland had because uh, everything that he touched turned to gold everything he asked the players to do they did um, very effectively uh, and uh, the respect um, that players instantly had from him was uh, second to none.
2: Now you um, get to captain the Queensland team uh, what was that like for you? Um, getting announced the captain of of a team that you had so much pride, so much passion, even committed yourself one hundred percent to that team yeah. when that when that course came around.
1: Yeah, I was, it was nineteen eighty, um, game one. So I probably thought I'd like to be here for uh, for a while. Eighty one came along, and I got named captain yeah. uh, of the team, and I i absolutely started shaking in my boots um i can remember arthur called me aside uh, just when they were making the uh, announcement of the team um and he said mate um you're going to be the captain i said i can't be the captain i said what am i i said i'm 21 um i can't be a captain and he said mate i've watched you play and you can do this you can do that and he said and you know you're you, you never shut up on the field. You talk, you, you look for the other players. He said, you got vision. Um, he said, um, I'm very confident. I said, oh, I don't think I am. <laughs> um, and he said, well, we'll talk a fair bit throughout the course of the, the, the week. Uh, and it was a um, probably a bit of a, a learning curve for me. And he used to say, well... All I, I don't want you to try and impersonate somebody else. Yeah. Just put into effect the plays that you do that have earned you selection in this side to start with. Yeah. Uh, and he said, does that sound straightforward? And I said, mate, exactly. Um, and it was the best thing that I regard Arthur ever said to me. Um, basically just saying, don't change. Play the way that you always have. Lead by example. Um, and that uh, game in, in 1981 I can remember, you know, there was only one message that I got from the sideline, um, and it was, you know, Arthur sort of saying, mate, lead from the front, lead from the front, don't hold back. And things sort of changed a bit, and we went on, and uh, I was quite happy with my performance in that game. Um, and we had probably, I, I think the younger brigade had learnt a little bit from game one. And, you, you know, you, you look back and you, you think about the, the age of the guys that we had, particularly in the back line there. Um, It was something quite extraordinary. I think Rossi Hendrick was in there in 81. I I think he was the guy that was in in for that game. But then there was me, Gino, Mal, Kerry Bostead, uh, Colin Scott... Uh, was there? Brad Backer was probably about twenty-four or twenty-five. He
2: was one of but the all the ones. rest
1: of us were twenty-one. Yeah. Um, and we just had uh, instinct. They had spirit, um, and they were able to combine extremely well. And I regard, you know, the back line that we had um, as being enormously. Uh, challenging for any opposition to take on our forwards were obviously uh, responsible for uh, getting us good field position and, uh, and deserved it and uh, we had some wonderful players that did that uh, and Paul McCabe was a bloke that a lot of people forget about in those days but he was as powerful a ball runner as anybody in the game at that stage and uh, he came up with some of the best carries um, in Origin history and uh, was quite responsible for a lot of the success that we had
2: Now uh, you've You've played State of Origin, uh, you captained the Queensland team, did some coaching as well, uh, and uh, also done some commentary around it. You've been on the sidelines so close to the game for such a long period of time. What's two iconic moments that make you think about State of Origin and and get you pumped about State of Origin?
1: Well, the first game, um, obviously, when, uh, when they ran out and I still remember getting introduced to the crowds and it was number one is, number two, number three, and it got to eight uh, and I went for the lock number nine, number ten, and then the crowd went nuts. Uh, you know, and Arthur was number 11, but they didn't announce him as number 11. They went straight to number 12, John Lang. And John Lang used to say, that's the loudest the crowd's ever cheered for me. Have a listen <laughs> to that. No one could match that. Uh, and then it went to 13, Rod Morris, and then they announced Arthur. And the captain of Queensland is Arthur Beetson. And the place went nuts. It, it went absolutely ape. Um, and it was uh, something quite extraordinary. It inspired um, um, virtually everybody at the uh, at. At the ground at Lane yeah. Park, and uh, made us realise that uh, that we had a, a fair job for a lot of people who had remained loyal uh, to us uh, all over the years, the Queensland supporters. Um, and another game was Game Two, 1989, at the Sydney Football Stadium. Um, it is still the only rugby league game, certainly state of origin game in history, where a team has finished with 12 men yeah. uh, on the field. Uh, we lost Mel with a fractured cheekbone. Fatty, I think, dislocated his elbow. Um, Michael Hancock uh, went off as well. Um, it was uh, it, it was quite extraordinary um, to see a team uh, going into uh, to a match like that. Trevor Gilmeister came up with a, uh, a couple of tackles and was probably the, the first game that... That he absolutely put fear into the eyes of the of the ball carrier in you know, a in a blue jersey. Um, that to me, um, I remember walking off. Here we are, 12 men left on the field for the last seven or eight minutes. Yeah. Um, and as we walked off the field um, to to go in. Um, we got this standing ovation. Oh, I got the goosebumps again. We got the, a standing ovation from the New South Wales crowd. Yeah. And I grabbed every one of the players and I said, get out here, don't go in there yet. We're not going into the sheds now. I said, come and stand out here. You're getting a standing ovation. I said, um, accept it. Thank the crowd for doing it because I can guarantee you they will never give us another one yeah, exactly. after this. And uh, it, was, uh, it was something quite extraordinary. Um, and the last one... Um, was the, the final game that I had for Queensland. Um, I hadn't planned on um, on retiring yeah. um, in the build-up to that game, but um, my daughter had uh, had gone to hospital the day before and she was undergoing some tests. And uh, the day of the uh, the match, uh, I'd gone along there and um, uh, she'd found that the doctors had informed us that she was profoundly deaf. Um, and I can remember instantly... Um, going back to the the team hotel um, grabbing the, the manager toss a turner and said toss um this is going to be my last game and he said oh bullshit, it is not you'll play on and i said uh, i've just found out jamie lee's profoundly deaf uh, i said there's a lot i said mate i've loved my football over the years i said but there's there's some things in life that are a lot more important than footy and i said you your family's one of them um so that's it and i said all i'm going to ask you to do toss is when i go into to toss the coin with the opposing captain, have a word to the players, yeah. and um, I remember walking back into the shed after doing the coin toss, and the look that I got from the players was unbelievable. Like they didn't say anything. They came up and they sort of just patted me on the shoulder, and the next sort of thing that I got was at the end of the game after we'd uh, after they after we'd won that game, um, for me to be able to retire on the winners list yeah. uh, was good, and um, that was uh, that was a moment that I'll never forget.
2: Thank you very much for sharing your stories with us again. Uh, it's absolutely amazing getting you on this podcast. And uh, who knows? might get you on again.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Sam. It's always good to come back to the Broncos.
2: <laughs> Thank you, brother. How
0: good's Wally Lewis? It's always good to have the king on, mate.
2: Oh, I love that he still gives back to the Broncos. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? He comes in, he, he gives his, uh, his time. Uh, he's a very busy man. Mm. Very busy man. Uh, but that was a good chat. Um Absolutely love Origin. Can't wait for Sunday. Um, but there's a there's a, like an Origin style football game coming up next for the Brisbane Broncos.
0: Yeah, uh, the next game for the Bronx after this rep round is going to be against the Cowboys in Townsville. Oh, no. We have to get one back too. We do. We so, do. Um, they caught us at a bad time. New team, still getting it all together. Yeah, they were peaking as we were finding ourselves. Yeah, now we're both probably up. We're both in good form at the moment. Both will have some tired legs from Origin coming back.
2: This could be a, a little bit of a uh, rewind here back to the old days when it was, you know, the one point games. I've been oh, the Cowboys mate. and Bog over so long. So,. Um, yeah check your heart yeah uh, make sure it's okay yeah Um, you know you might need to um, watch the game in a padded room (laughs) and uh, because I I think it's going to be hard to get a ticket
0: for this game too 100% Um, I'm sure all accommodation in Townsville and you know what don't waste your time don't fly to Townsville what an awful place whoa (laughs) whoa, what an awful place whoa (laughs) if you gotta if you gotta fly north go to Cairns and then watch the game on the telephone. oh yeah I forgot you're from Cairns skip Townsville Uh, our next home game is actually Going to be against the Dragons at Suncorp, so make sure you start getting your tickets to fill the stadium for that bad boy. And uh, we'll be back with the Broncos podcast next week, hopefully celebrating a big Maroons victory as well.